Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. I am your host, James Orr, and this is a brand new class for serving real estate investors, for real estate agents, for lenders, for any other professional who wants to cater to and provide amazing value to real estate investors. That's what this series is all about. And today's new class, very short class, probably 10 to 20 minutes, somewhere in that ballpark, is going to be on why work with long-term buy-and-hold real estate investors. If you remember from previous classes, we, we went over all the different types of real estate investors, everything from fix-and-flip guys to wholesalers to uh, long-term buy-and-hold to nomads to house hackers to um, short-term rental people uh, to guys that are doing options on properties, like all the different variations, all the different types of real estate investors to work with why should we focus in on working with long-term buy and hold real estate investors? And I will tell you, this has been, I, I would say my primary bread and butter. Like this is the majority of people that I've worked with historically in my career as a real estate agent. But I also love some other groups, but this is going to be a kind of uh, a pretty significant group of folks that I think a lot of you will want to work with. So let's jump right in and talk about some of the different reasons why you might want to consider working with long-term buy and hold real estate investors. And uh, I'm sure this list will grow over time, but this is kind of my thinking right now. The first thing is, and I talked about this, I think in our last class where I talked about 10 different things that you can teach to real estate investors, specifically long-term buy and hold real estate investors has an extremely deep well of content that you're able to share with real estate investors that will add massive value. There's a wide range of topics, everything from the acquisition phase to the deal analysis phase to the financing phase to the putting tenants in properties to the managing of properties to the portfolio optimization to selling properties. There's a real large number of moving pieces that we need to understand and become really good at if we want to be real estate investors that are doing long-term buy and hold for wealth building and cash flow and things of that nature. So there's a large range of topics that you, as someone who wants to serve real estate investors, can teach to them. So you have a, a long range, a, a long list of things that you can do to add value. So there's lots of clearly defined things to teach. There's Therefore, you have, it's not like you could say, look, I only need to teach this one little topic that I can cover in an hour, so I don't have anything to teach, so I constantly have to teach the same thing over and over again. No, that's what's great about working with long-term buy and hold real estate investors is they'll show up for a class on asset protection. They'll show up for a class on doing bookkeeping for a rental property. They'll show up for a class on how to analyze a deal when you're putting nothing down. They'll show up for a class on how to analyze a deal when you're kind of like uh, doing deal analysis with 20% down versus 25% down, or what loans should I get, or how do I get loans, or how do I do my loan planning, or all these different things that you can teach to long-term buy and hold real estate investors, long-term buy and hold real estate investors, there's a lot to go. And it's clearly defined. Like you could, you could think about the entire process, just sit down and write down, if I were going to buy rental properties, what would I need to know and start at the very beginning? It's almost like documenting what you need to do in order to buy a property, then what you need to do in order to rent a property, then we need to do in order to manage and hold on to a property, and then what you need to do in order to sell a property. And then there's a whole bunch of other stuff in the middle. And there's lots of opportunities because there's such as clearly defined things to teach. There's lots of opportunities to demonstrate value and to build in reciprocity and for you to demonstrate that you are there to help them and to serve them over a long period of time. You don't, you don't get to just say, hey, look, if you're interested in uh, seeing a house, I can get you in. 
if you're a real estate agent or, oh, if you want a loan, I could do that for you. This is an opportunity for you to go deep and go wide and to show and demonstrate lots of value for them. So lots of opportunities to demonstrate value. There are classes and reasons to stay in touch. And I think, I think some folks might overlook this one and poo-poo it away. And so I'm, I'm sure I'll do entire classes just on this topic, but because you have such a wide range, the curriculum is so large the things that you could teach them are so, there's, there's so much of it. So it could be such a long curriculum. It gives you a lot of reasons to stay in touch that doesn't become, oh, he's just sending me his Friday email with exactly the same message that he sent me last Friday. Or, oh, it's just an update on what the, the current interest rates are. Yeah, when somebody is actively looking to buy something, if you're a lender and you're sending them whatever the current rates are, that's super helpful at the time. But there's wide periods of time between when they're buying, when that email is sort of like, yeah, delete or archive, and there's nothing of interest in there. When you have this wide range of classes, or, or this, a similar thing is for real estate agents that send out properties. You know, if somebody is not ready to buy, if they don't have their down payment saved up, and they're not at that quite at that buying point, a lot of folks are just going to delete those emails, and they're going to go into trash or go into archive. And so you want to have something where people are opening and engaging and looking at your emails. And I think for a lot of folks, that education component, component um, is a thread that goes all the way through no matter what stage they're at. Now, certain topics are not going to be as interesting to certain people as other times in their career. You know, somebody who has 10 rental properties may not be interested in the, you know, how to buy your first rental property sort of class, or the people that are, you know, they're trying to, to, to raise their first down payment in order to buy their first rental property. They may not be interested as much into portfolio optimization. Although my experience says that a lot of new people do show up for portfolio optimization because they want to plan ahead and they want to think that they're getting to that point. But there's a wide range of topics and people are going to be interested at different points. And I think that is a more attractive way to keep people engaged with your emails and your newsletter and anything else that you're sending out to them, texts or, you know, kind of podcast episodes, whatever you're doing there, rather than just the same old, same old every week of here's the interest rates or here are the newest properties or, you know, uh, you know, here's a tax tip and, you know, tax tips can be helpful, especially during the season. But I think a lot of folks are not as aware or engaged in tax tips ahead of time. So if you're a CPA or accountant and you want to really serve real estate investors, maybe you partner up with someone who can help teach classes. And that's a way for you to stay engaged and help people do that. Okay, so uh, there's lots of opportunities to demonstrate value. So there are a lot of classes and a lot of reasons to stay in touch. And th the reasons to stay in touch become important because it gives you a way to kind of be there Remind them that you're there to help them when they are ready to buy, because sometimes it turns on an instant where they didn't realize they were going to be buying a rental property on Monday, and on Tuesday, they're ready to go and they want to go see properties, and you need to be in touch with them on a regular basis in order to stay, in, stay on top of that. Okay. Um, I am going to, I think I'm going to edit out one of these things. I think I have it in here twice. Yeah, we'll just do that. So you guys get to see exactly how I edit these things when I'm doing them. Uh, something like this. That's good. Okay. 
So the other reason why you want to focus on working with long-term buy and hold real estate investors is they are great long-term repeat clients with durable relationships. There is a tendency for some groups, some types of real estate investors, where they want to have relationships with 10 different real estate agents. They believe, although probably incorrectly to the, for the most part, that real estate agents have a lot of pocket listings or they have access to, you know, one person will have access to this deeply discounted, amazing fix and flip deal and all the other ones will not. I think that that is sometimes true, but more often than not, we as real estate agents have access to the entire MLS and the MLS is where these properties tend to hit. So I think some real estate investors want to have relationships with 5, 10, 15, 20 different agents or multiple lenders, although lenders to a lesser degree um, and accountants, CPAs probably to a lesser degree. But I think there's this tendency for some real estate investors to want to have a large number of relationships with real estate agents. I think that buy and hold real estate investors tend not to have this feeling, right? They're going to go and analyze deals that pop up in the MLS for cash flow, And so their desire often to buy a property that is a fixer-upper that is deeply discounted is lower. I also will tell you from experience that while some of them want to come in and be very aggressive with their offers, not all of them do. Some of them are realizing that, hey, look, it's a competitive market. I need to be competitive in order to get these offers accepted. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get this property because the economics, the cash flow economics of this property are so good that I definitely want it. It's not like I don't, I want to come in ridiculously low and and kind of like just, if I don't get it, that's not a big deal. So I think that they are more reasonable in their expectations of deals, historically, in my opinion, than some of the other real estate investors who are trying to find either wholesale properties, as an example, or really deeply de discounted fix and flip properties, as another example. Okay, so great long-term relationship with repeat clients that will come back to you time and time again to buy their next property. And their portfolios tend to grow in such a way that after they buy their first property and they're getting some cash flow on it eventually or right away, and they're able to save up faster for the next down payment, they're able to acquire properties at a quicker pace over time. So it may take them a while to save up for the first down payment, but once they buy that one, now they have an asset that is generating some cash flow. They can use that cash flow often to save up for their next down payment. And so the next one tends to be faster. The next one after that tends to be faster because now you have all this cash flow coming in from these other properties. So they tend to acquire properties at a quicker pace. Another thing is interesting about them is sometimes they want to optimize their portfolios over time. Sometimes they'll buy a property in order to get this really good return early on on the property. But if we know about, which I'll go into in detail at a later point, the return on equity over time on rental properties tends to decline. It tends to become asymptotic to appreciation, raw, un unleveraged appreciation and cap rate. But I'll, I'll get to that another time. But really what, what I want to point out though is the returns from real estate investors tends to decrease over time. So a lot of times, very sophisticated long-term buy and hold real estate investors will want to optimize their portfolio. They'll want to sell off properties that are underperforming or in some cases, re-leverage up their properties, pull money out, and then use that money either through sale or cash out refinance in order to acquire additional properties. So by helping them understand and optimize their return on equity, maximize their return on equity, you can help them acquire additional properties and really serve them by understanding this concept and helping them do that. I will cover that in future classes, I'm sure. All right, so I think I've covered pretty much everything that I wanted to cover. Uh, kind of a short class today, but really, and to recap, working with long-term buy-and-hold real estate investors, I think is a critically important group 
in a lot of ways. I think this is a, if you're, especially if you're in a market where it has really good cash flow economics for long-term buy and hold real estate investors, or even if it's marginal and you can help them optimize and improve their cash flow, that's another value add for you to be able to do that. You know, in, in some ways, I almost think that you can add more value in a marginal buy and hold cash flowing type of marketplace than you can in a marketplace where there's a gazillion cash flowing deals and it's super easy in order to go buy um, you know, cash flowing properties that look amazing. In the markets where it's like borderline or even ugly and you can actually help them overcome the ugly or help them overcome borderline and either suss out, pull out the really good cash flowing properties or help them optimize the property that they're already thinking has good just overall economics maybe not optimal cash flow economics, but you can go in there and really help them optimize that and improve it. You can add more value to those folks and you can really set yourself apart um, by adding that value. All right, so that's all I got for you. I hope you enjoyed the class. We will continue to do classes. I'm not sure what we're doing for the rest of the week. I've got all the classes scheduled out, but uh, I am pretty excited about sharing some of this information with you. So keep coming back. Ideally, come back live so we can kind of interact. We've not had anyone join us live for a class yet. So if you're kind of wondering, hey, I'm going to be starting doing these things, this is part of the process, is sometimes you're doing classes and you're recording them and no one is showing up live. Now we're getting a bunch of people actually joining the mailing list. We're getting a bunch of people watching the videos, but sometimes it takes a little time for you to get to people engaging live in this case. And I would prefer to actually interact with more people that are serving real estate investors live to talk about collaboration possibilities, talk about what's working for you, what's not working for you. And ultimately that's where I'd like to end this up. So please join me live. Until next time, this has been James Orr for Serving Real Estate Investors. Bye-bye for now.